This is Power for Living, the Bible teaching ministry of Christ the King Church in Wakefield, Massachusetts. I'm your host, Feliciano Segundo, and our teacher is Father Michael Carl. So get all your Bibles and let's get started. For our study time today, we are going to go over the third segment in this impromptu series on the awe and the fear of the Lord. And so we're going to start out with Exodus chapter 40, verses 34 and 35. And this is going to be similar to a couple of the passages we looked at last week, because then the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting, because the cloud rested above it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. See, one of the things we need to truly understand and really understand, and not just kind of, oh yeah, I get that, but really understand is that God is indeed holy, and He's not to be taken lightly. You know, we can't be saying prayers like, and excuse me if hopefully you won't be offended by this, but you know, there are some people that are so casual about their relationship or their thoughts about God that they pray over their meal something like this Rub a dub dub, thanks for the grub, yay God. <laughs> Don't do that because that is irreverent and very disrespectful to the Lord who is holy. And for an example of that and how much God values and wants to have us appreciate His holiness, we're going to turn to Leviticus chapter 10 verses 1 through 3. Then Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it, put incense on it, and offered profane fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. So fire went out from the Lord and devoured them. And they died before the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord spoke, saying, By those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy. And before all the people, I must be glorified. So Aaron held his peace. What's important here is that Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, had been consecrated as priests. They knew the process, they knew the procedures, and they knew all of the things that they were taught by Moses about how to approach God. And what did they do? They offered profane fire. Now, profane actually means to treat something that's holy disrespectfully and to show no regard for. And so that's one way of defining profane, which means that they went in there and they did something that probably all new young pastors and priests and whatever do, and that's they try to do something silly. But in this case, what was going on in their hearts was a lack of holy regard for God. And so 
God did not arbitrarily put them to death. It wasn't like, well, you messed up. It was the fact that they did what they knew to be wrong. They knew they weren't supposed to do that. And they went and they did it anyway. God has such power radiating out from him because God is so incredibly holy. That's just who he is. And that's just what's going to happen because he is that glorious and he is that powerful to where if we do something that shows no regard for the holiness of God, we'll have to pay the consequences for it and say, well, you know, Father Mike, that is an Old Testament passage. God doesn't do that kind of stuff in the New Testament. Let's turn to Acts chapter 5. But we're going to have a lead in to that with the last few verses of Acts chapter 4. And Joses, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it, and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now, here's what's important to know here. Cyprus, at that time, was an extremely wealthy and prosperous country. They had great shipping and great trade, so the people there in Cyprus were pretty wealthy. And since the law of supply and demand cannot be repealed, and it was even in effect back then, Barnabas having this land, we know then that it was an expensive tract of land and that when he sold it, he got a good handy piece of change. And so he made a lot of money from that sale. Now what he did was he came and he gave it all to the church, which means Barnabas is willing to give up everything to follow Jesus. And I mean everything. And so there he goes. He puts it at the feet of the apostles. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now, what was inspiring them to do this? It was because of Barnabas. It was because they saw Barnabas probably gain some acclaim from the church by giving all of that money. And so they wanted to be in on that action too, most of the way, because they gave only a part of it. And they were representing it as being all of it. it means they were pretending and lying to the church. Now he kept part of it back and then he laid it there, and Peter says, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart you have not lied to men, but to God. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. 
And young men came in and they wrapped him up and carried him out and they buried him. So Barnabas goes kaput as a result of his deception. Now, Peter rebuked Barnabas for this. And so Peter is exercising his apostolic authority there. Now, three hours later, when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened, and Peter answered her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yes, for so much. Now, Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came in, found her dead, and carrying her out, buried her by her husband. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. Now, Peter rebuked them, but they lied to Peter, yes, but ultimately they were lying to God. Now, one detail we need to keep in mind here from this passage is it doesn't say that God killed them. They fell out and they fell down dead because of the extreme power of the rebuke from Peter about their doings. It was guilt. It was the sense of, oh my gosh, what have I done? You see, God did not kill them. But they did die because of their sin. Let's look at the results of this act. Because Ananias and Sapphira died because of their deceit of the Lord. Through the hands of the apostles, this is verse 12, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. So the church was agreed and they were together and they were worshiping together and they were in the temple worshiping the Lord together. That's powerful. Folks, corporate worship is able to have power in it when we all gather together, if we are properly walking in the fear of the Lord, when we are worshiping together, there is power. And so there was power in that moment in the church. Verse 13, yet none of the rest, that's all the followers there, dared to join them. I said, oh, these guys are awesome. Yeah, I got to stay away. But the people esteemed them highly. You see, because of the power of the Holy Spirit working through the apostles, the people esteemed them highly. It doesn't mean they fawned over them like we do with celebrities. They were going, whoa, these dudes are awesome. But what happened? Believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women. Does that seem like that's kind of odd? You know, here's Ananias and Sapphira keeling over dead. And as a result of that power, and as of that display of holy power from God, people were joining the church. People were 
coming to Christ. People were getting saved as a result of that act. So what does that tell us? When we walk in the power and in the fear of the Lord, each one of us, we can have that same level of power in us. You see, if we fear the Lord, we don't have to be afraid of anyone or anything else. Why? It's because God's power will be working through us and we will have no need to fear men or ice on the roads, although you still have to drive carefully, or anything like that. We do not have to fear men or women because we have the fear of the Lord working on our behalf, doing things. And what was the result of all of this? So they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. And also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. Now think about that. The power working through those folks because they were walking again in the fear of the Lord was working through them and doing mighty things. And if we as a church walk in that same power of the fear of the Lord, we might be able to do the same stuff. You say, well, God doesn't do those kind of miracles nowadays. Yeah, He does. In fact, I'm standing here proves it. So folks, next week we're going to talk about how to get this fear of the Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's edition of Power for Living. If you happen to miss any of our other programs, be sure to go to our podcast page at ChristTheKingNorthShore.podbean.com. And you can also visit our website at www.ctknorthshore.org. If this program has been a blessing, feel free to let us know. Write us at Power for Living care of Christ the King Church, 4 Railroad Avenue, Suite 309 in Wakefield, Massachusetts, 01880, or you can also send us an email at ChristTheKingNorthShore at gmail.com. You can be a part of this gospel ministry by becoming a patron of Power for Living. You can find out how by clicking the Become a Patron button at the top of our podcast page. That's it for this week, and until next time, remember that Jesus is your Power for Living. <laughs>